Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Dafnun Hamid Aleph. The last thing the Gemara said was Alma Achais Ishtoi Beimena Av Beimena Emasuris. The last thing the Gemara said with the whole case of A, B, C, D, and E is that your wife's sister is Usser, both if it's paternal or maternal. So the Gemara wanted to know how do you know this? And again, if you remember from yesterday's daf, a sister is also both paternal and maternal, but dodaso, your father's brother's wife, your aunt through marriage is only also if it's your father's paternal brother. So the question is always going to be, do you compare more to a sister, which is both paternal and maternal, or to Dodoso, which is just paternal? So that's going to be the more theme. So we're saying that your wife's sister is also both paternal and maternal. So the Gemara says, Yalf Ma'achoso, it's learned out from the sister. Ma'achoso, Beimen Avim just like a sister is also whether she's your paternal sister or maternal sister. So this isn't your sister, this is your wife's sister, but it's the same concept. So we're going to learn out from your sister. The Gemara says the opposite. Instead of learning it from your sister, why not learn it from your father's brother's wife, your aunt, your aunt through marriage. As we said yesterday, Dodoso is only if it's your father's paternal brother, not maternal brother. So too, when it comes to your wife's sister, it should only be also if it's paternal. So, do you compare more to a sister or to your wife, your father's brother's uh, wife? So, it makes more sense to compare your wife's sister to your sister because at least it's on your generation as opposed to your father's brother's wife, which is a generation above. The Gemara says, no. On the contrary, it makes more sense to learn out from your father's brother's wife because your father's brother's wife and your wife's sister are both through marriage as opposed to your actual sister, which is blood. So the question is, do you learn out, you have your wife's sister, so do you learn, is that more comparable to your sister because it's your generation, or is it more comparable to your father's brother's wife, which is through blood, uh, through marriage, as opposed to through blood? That's the question. So the Gemara says, because we're not sure, we actually learn out your wife's sister being also, whether it's the paternal sister or the maternal sister, not from your sister and not from your father's brother's wife. Rather, it's learned out, it's learned out from your sister-in-law, right, which is the case of Yivam. You know, we know that outside of Yibam, you're not allowed to marry your sister-in-law. That's through marriage. It's your generation. And it's also both if it's your paternal brother's wife or your maternal brother's wife. So you see, Yibam only applies if it's your paternal brother's wife. But the Isser of your sister-in-law applies both paternal and maternal. So that we learn out your wife's sister from your sister-in-law. So the Gemara says, And how do you know the halacha that your sister-in-law is also both if it's paternal and maternal? So the Gemara says, how do you know this? So the Gemara says like this, Titania, The Pasuk says you shall not live with your sister-in-law. It's both if it's your paternal brother's wife or your maternal brother's wife. How do you know this? And it's going to be the same, you're going to see this. Meaning, say, a Pasuk tells us this. The Gemara wants to know, why do you need a Pasuk? Learn out from your sister. Oh, or you can learn out from your, your, your Dodosa, your father's brother's wife. And hence, because we're not sure, we learn out uh, there's a Pasuk. Now, if not for this Pasuk, what would I say? I'm not sure whether it's paternal or maternal. Dinu, well, chayv kan v'chayv b'achosa, what do you need a pasuk for? Just learn it out from your sister. Ma'achosa be'men av'menem, av'kamen av'menem, just like your sister is also both paternal and maternal, so too your sister-in-law should be also, whether it's your paternal brother's wife or your maternal brother's wife. What do you need a pasuk for? So the Gemara says, on the contrary, instead of learning it out from your sister, chayv dodoso, learn it out from your dodoso, which we said is just paternal. Ma'adodoso men av'menem, av'kamen av'menem. So because you're not sure, 
So who should you compare it to? See, do you compare your sister-in-law to your your sister because it's your generation, or do you compare it to your father's brother's wife because it's through marriage? Well, nearly me dome. Don't encroach the asthma, crummy asthma. About the kick the dust, crummy ab. Because there's it. Don't double shy the condition. Don't do shoot. The kick of the shoes are bummy. Same, same thing. So, because we're not sure, Tamalomer Abbas Achichu. That's why there's a pasuk that says, You shall not live with your sister in law. So that's the purpose of the Pasuk. Because so it's an extra Pasuk. So there's two Pasukim that Aser, your sister-in-law. So one so one Pasuk is to tell you this, and the other one is to tell you it's both paternal and maternal. So the Gemara says, perhaps that's not what the Pasuk is referring to. We know there's an extra Pasuk, and the Pasuk is telling you that it's Aser if it's your sister-in-law, both paternal and maternal. The Gemara says, perhaps that's not what the purpose of the Pasuk is. Perhaps, perhaps the Iser is only referring to your paternal brother's wife. Only. So what's the two psukim? When's the one time you're allowed to marry your sister-in-law? So it's when your brother dies without children. So death without children. Let's say he's alive, he gets divorced, then it's Aser. Let's say he dies with children, both Aser. Let's say he's divorced with children, Aser. So there's three scenarios that's Aser. Divorce with children, divorce without children, death with children. Maybe the purpose of the Pasuk is not to tell you that it's both paternal and maternal. It's rather to tell you, one is to tell you that it's Aser if he divorces and he has children. And one is to tell you that uh, if he divorces and he doesn't have children, both are Aser. Maybe perhaps the Pasuk has nothing to do with maternal and maternal. The Pasuk is just telling you, you're not allowed to marry your sister-in-law if, um, if he's divorced, both whether they have children or not. So the Gemara says, The Gemara says, no, I wouldn't need a Pasuk for that because, it, again, we're saying right now that it's an extra Pasuk. So we thought it was to tell you paternal and maternal. The Gemara says, no, perhaps it's just telling you that if she's divorced without children, you're not allowed to marry her. The Gemara says, we already know that that's the teaching of Rav Huna we had yesterday, which is that all our rayas are chayv kares. So, and she's an erva. So because... And as we said yesterday, right, she's called a nida, which means that until the husband dies, she's aser. So I already know that she's aser uh, if she's divorced without children. So you don't need a pasuk for that. So the Gemara says, okay, but still maybe it's not talking about paternal, maternal. Rather, both, it's only aser, perhaps it's only aser if it's the paternal brother's wife. And what's the extra pasuk? One pasuk is to tell you that you're not allowed to marry her if she has children and is divorced. And the second Pasuk is to tell you that if the husband dies and she has children, it's also Aser, because there's no Yibam when, the hus- when there's children. So maybe that's what the Pasuk is referring to. The Gemara says, so you're telling me one of the Pasuk is to tell you that if the, your brother dies with children, you're not allowed to marry his wife. So the Gemara says, do you really need a Pasuk for that? The fact that there's a mitzvah of Yibam, which only applies when there is no children, can't you deduce from that that when there is children, it's Aser? So you don't need a Pasuk. Again, there's an extra Pasuk. So we thought it was to tell you both paternal and maternal is a problem. The Gemara says, no, perhaps the purpose of the Pasuk is to tell you that if the husband, if the brother dies with children, you're not allowed to marry the wife. So the Gemara says, what do you need a Pasuk for? There's only Yibam when they have no children. You could deduce from that, that when they have children, it's going to be a problem. So what do you need a Pasuk for that? So the Gemara says, Vidilma, Perhaps, no, the reason why you need a Pasuk to tell you that it's Aser if the brother dies with children is because, I would say like this, when the brother dies without children, 
you have to do yibam and she can't marry anybody. Perhaps when she has children, not only could you marry her, everyone can marry her. Meaning, the Pasuk says in the Mitzvah Yibam, which is that when the brother dies without children, you have to marry her. So the Gemara says, can't you deduce from that that if the brother dies with children, you can't marry her? The Gemara says, no. Perhaps that when the brother dies without children, there's a Mitzvah Yibam, which is that you have to marry her and she can't marry anybody else. Perhaps if the brother dies with children, you could marry her and everyone could marry her. She's just on the market to everybody. Therefore, you would need a Pasuk to tell you that it's Aser if the brother dies with children. The Gemara says... Inami, or perhaps, or perhaps, you need a pasta to tell you now to marry her when she has children, because perhaps when there's no children, it's a mitzvah. When when there are children, it's optional. Or perhaps, even if I were to be able to deduce that it's also to marry her when she has children, because you could say, if it's also, if it's mutter, if mitzvah of yibam is when she has no children, you could deduce that when she has children, it's also, but I wouldn't know it's chayv karis. So basically, we start just to review. We have an extra pasuk, which we're saying is to tell you that your aser, your sister-in-law, both paternal and maternal. The Gemara says, perhaps, the purpose of the pasuk is to tell you that if the brother dies with children, you're not allowed to marry her. So the Gemara says, you're right. There's a third pasuk. So one pasuk is to tell you the iser. One pasuk is to tell you that if the brother dies with children, it's awesome. The third pasuk is to tell you both paternal and maternal. Okay. So, basically, it's aser, both paternal and maternal. But here's the unique part. Your paternal brother's wife, you do yibum. Your maternal brother's wife, you don't do yibum. How do you know that? If they're both aser, paternal and maternal, your paternal brother's wife and your maternal brother's wife, then why is there only yibum by one? If they're both aser, then why is there only yibum by your paternal brother's wife, not your maternal brother's wife? So the Gemara says, Amar Krahi. The Pasuk says regarding your maternal brother's wife that she's Aser, which implies she remains Aser forever. That's the Gemara's understanding that Yibam only applies to your paternal brother's wife. Okay. The Gemara says, now that we know that all Arayas are Aser, and they're all Chayv Kares, because they're learned out from um, the Hekish that we had yesterday, it says regarding your sister Kares. What do you need that for? I already know that everyone's kari, so what's the, why is it necessary? It's the Gemara, it's Rav Yochanan, it's needed for Rav Yochanan's teaching. The reason why it says kari is by the sister to teach you that if, let's say, you live with a couple arayas in one forgetting, you get you get a punishment of a chatas for each sin. So let's say you live with your sister, your mother, and your aunt in one forgetting, you have to bring three karbonas. And that's learned out from the extra kares by Achoso to tell you that each erva gets its own kares. Okay? Now, that's what Rav Yochanan uses the word kares by Achoso for. Now, the problem is Rav Yitzchak uses the word kares to tell you by Achoso to tell you that Achoso does not get lashes. It's a special leniency of Rav Yitzchak. So how does he know the teaching of Rav Yochanan, which is that if you do a couple arayas and one forgetting, you have to bring a chatas for each one. How does Rav Yitzchak know that? Because Rav Yochanan learns that out from the word kares. But Rav Yitzchak uses the word kares to tell you something else. So how does he know that if you do a, if you do a couple of arayas in one, uh, you live with a couple of arayas in one forgetting, that you have to bring multiple chatos, 
Karbanos, how does he know that? according to says all the Arayas were included in the Isser of Kares. So why does the Kares Bachoso? So Rav Yochanan said it's to tell you that if you do a couple, if you do the Averis, uh, one forgetting, you have to bring a Karban for each one. Rav has a different shot. He says, It's to tell you that if you live with your sister, you get Kares and not Malkus. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Yitzchak Shita is basically that if you if you if you if you live with an erva, but before you do that punishment, you do that avera, you're warned that you'll you'll you're only warned of the of the lashes, not the kares. So the question is, do you get lashes? It's not the sugi is not for now. Um, um, so he holds that you, you do not get lashes in such a case. The point is, how does he know that if you live with a couple of rayas and one forgetting, you have to bring a chattis for each for each woman? El Isha, the extra words, El Isha is to tell you that each woman you have to bring a carbon for. Okay. Um, it also says, Kares, Kares means your children will die. It says that also by Dodaso, and the question is, why is that necessary? Look at the Rabbah. It's reading for Rabbah's teaching. The Rabbah, Rami, Rabbah has a contradiction. The Pasuk says that you shall be childless. That implies that if you have children, they'll die. But the next Pasuk says, which implies that if you're childless now, you'll remain childless. So one, one Pasuk implies that your children will die. The other Pasuk implies that you'll remain childless. So which one is it? The answer is it's both. Okay, it's that. If you have children, they'll die, and then you won't have any more. And if you're already childless, you'll remain childless. That's the punishment of Karis. Now, so that, okay, so you put it together. And the reason why you need both is if only had the Pasuk, I would say that you only lose the children before the sin, but from the sin on, meaning, you need one passage to tell you that not only will your children in the past die, but the future children will also die. Because <coughs> if all you had was the passage that your children will die, that, that implies perhaps that you'll you'll lose the children that you had, but from now on it's a clean slate. No. Therefore it says, that you'll die childless. And if it just had that passage, I would say no. Maybe the opposite. Maybe you'll only lose the children that you had post-sin, but the children pre-sin will survive. Everyone's going to die. Okay. Now, we said yesterday that hara, which is the beginning of Bia, beginning of the act of the insertion of the erva, is considered enough to be chayiv for all the chayiv krisis. And that's learned out from Nida, because by Nida it says hara, and all chayiv krisis are learned out from Nida. How do you know that the same halacha applies to chayiv lavin? Right? If a koyin lives with a grusha, but he doesn't live fully, he just starts the Bia, that's enough. How do you know? Because we have a source by chayiv krisis, but how do you know by chayiv lavin? So the halacha is like this. When it comes to Shivcha Harufa, Shivcha Harufa is a uh, slave who's from Canaan. She's a non-Jewish slave, and she's met, uh, she's Niskadish to a, a Jewish slave. Okay, so the halacha is um, the halacha is that if you live with her, so while she's technically a married woman, but because she's married to a slave, it's only a losase. The pasuk specifically speaks out for whatever reason. That while other isurim, the beginning of maybe it's a good thing that we're doing this over Zoom. It's a little more private, um, right? The bia 
there could be hara, which is the beginning of the aver going in, and then there's the gemarbia, which is the entire aver going in. So the halacha is that by shivcha harufa, for whatever reason, the Torah says you have to do the entire ma'isa, the entire aver has to go in. That's what it says to be chayiv. For whatever reason, that's what the Torah says. So the Gemara says, so "How do you know that hara is chayiv by lavin? How do I know that hara is enough to be?" over the prohibition by Lavin. So Shivcha Charuf is a Lav, and the Torah specifically says you have to do the entire act, which implies that by other Lavin, it would be enough just to do the the the, the top of the Aver. That's the Gemara's source. Meaning, the fact, the fact that the Torah makes a special halacha, that by Shivcha Harufa, you're only chayiv if you do the entire act, Mechlal, you could deduce from that the chayvei lavin baharod that the other chayvei lavin non shivcha harufa you're also just by the top of the aver. Other the gemara says no. On the contrary, you could do the opposite, which is that we just got finished saying in yesterday's daf that bechayvei krisus you're also just by the top of the aver. So you could deduce that dafka chayvei krisus were strict bechayvei lavin you have to do the entire aver, not just the top. So. How do you know? So the Gemara says, The answer is, if the Torah wanted it to be that all Chayvei Lavin, you have to do the entire Aver, it would not specifically speak it out by Shifcha Harufa. The fact that it's specific, meaning if all the Chayvei Lavin were the same, it would just be quiet by all Chayvei Lavin, and we would figure out, oh, Chayvei Krisus is the top of the Aver, Chayvei Lavin is the entire Aver. The fact that the Torah specifically speaks out Shivcha Harufa as being unique, that it's the entire Aver, you could deduce from that that all Chayvei Lavin, the top of the Aver, is enough to be over in Isser. Okay, so that's for Chayvei Lavin. Um, how do I know Chayvei Lavin of Kuhuna? Meaning, there's Chayvei Lavin like Machzer Grushaso, and then there's Chayvei Lavin for a Koyin, like a Koyin to a Grusha. How do I know that Koyin Grusha is also Aser for just the top of the Aver? I say Kicha, Kicha. It says Kicha by uh, Kares, and it says Kicha by, by Lave Kuhuna. So just like Kares, Hara, the beginning of the Aver is enough to be considered a Maisebiya uh, relation, so too over here. Chayvei How do I know the same halacha applies to Chayvei If there's a woman that you're not allowed to marry because of an Asei, um, I think an example of that is uh, in Egyptian. Right? You know, a little bit in Egyptian for the first three generations. Um, so that's an Asei. So how do you know that if you just do the Haro, the beginning of the Bia, that's enough to be over a Bittal Asei? Go to the next page. Aisei Bia Bia. Gzereshav from the word Bia. It says Bia by Chavi Lavin. It says Bia by Chavi Asei. They all have the same halachas. Yivama Lushuk Minol. And how do I know that you could acquire a Yivama? I'm sorry, how do you know that there's an Isser if a woman is waiting to do Yibam, right? You're not allowed to marry her. That's a lav. It's Machlekes. Pashas, it's a lav. How do I know that if you live with that woman who's waiting to do Yibam, you're a random dude, and you live with her just doing Haro, just the top of the Aver, just the tip of the Aver, how do you know that's enough to be over an Isser? So the Gemara says, well, what do you need a special Pasuk for? Um, it's a Machlekes what Isser it is to marry this woman. It's either a lav or an Asay. Either way, we already have it covered. We've proven that Chayv Karis is Hara. We've proven Chayv Lavin outside of Shivcha Harufa is a Lav, is Hara. And we've proved an Asay is a Hara. So every, basically every category we've proven. So you want to know what's a special Isser for, what's a special source that if you live with a Yavama waiting to do Yivam and you live with her in sin, that it's also just from the top of the Aver. Well, what category is she in? If you hold she's a Lav, we already got Lavin covered. If you Hold she's an assay, we already get that covered. So, what exactly, why do you need a special source? So, the Gemara says, okay, 
what we meant is Yivama Yilyavim Minolan. How do I know that you could acquire a Yivama? You, you, you can do Yivam and fulfill the mitzvah of Yivam just by putting the top of the Ever. So the Gemara says, I see Bia Bia. It says Bia by Yivam and it says Bia by Chavilavin to say that the, the same. Ishal Abaylam Minolan. How do I know that a husband can acquire his wife that you could do Nesuin just by Hara, just the top of the Ever? I see Kicha Kicha. Again, it says Kicha by marriage, it says Kicha by Kares. They're all the same. Okay, so. Um, it says the word shivcha harufa. I'm sorry. It says the word shivcha zera. By a shivcha harufa, by a sota, and by in eshesish. Why? So we we already got finished saying the word shivcha zera by shivcha harufa. Shivcha harufa again is a non-Jewish slave woman who's married to a Jew, uh, to Jewish slave. We already got finished saying that the word shivcha zera teaches you that you're only us if you put the entire aver in. So I get it. But it says that same terminology of Shikhbazera by Ashish, by a married woman, and by a sota. Now by a married woman and a sota, you don't have to put the entire aver in. So those words are extra. And they obviously teach you something else. So what do those words teach you? By Ashish and by a sota. So the Gemara What does it teach you? So the Gemara says the Shivcha Harufa Kidamr. Shivcha Harufa, that we already got finished saying, the word Shivcha Zera by Shivcha Harufa, Shivcha Zera by Shivcha Harufa, is to tell you that you're only Osir, you're only over Alav, by living with this married Canaanite slave woman if you put the entire Aver in. Not just the top of the Aver, the entire Aver. Shivcha Zera, which implies a full uh, seed. Okay. Now, what about Ashish Ish? So the Gemara says, Ashish Ish. The reason why it says Sheikh Vazar by Ish is problem Shamish Mace, which means that if you take the erva, the, the, the man's organ, and it's limp, so it's not erect, and he inserts it into a married woman, it's not going to be over Chayv Karis. Because Sheikh Vazara implies that it has to be the type of Aver that can lead to having seed, an erect Aver. But if it's a limp Aver, it's not going to be over Chayv Karis. The problem is, so that's what we're saying. So Sheikh Lazar is to teach you that it's a, a limp organ is not going to be Chayv Karis. Now here's the problem. That's not so posh, it's machloikis. This makes sense according to the opinion who holds that if you take a limp organ and you live with a woman that way, without an erection, then it's 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 potter. But the one who says that it's Chayiv, so it's not true. So what do you do with the word Sheikh Lazar? According to the one who says that it's chayiv, so what is the, the Sheikh Lazar is now extra? Because we thought Sheikh Lazar is to tell you that you're potter if you live with a limp organ. The problem is the, the opinion that disagrees with that. So what does he do with the word Sheikh Lazar? The answer is problem shamish mesa. Rather, Sheikh Lazar teaches you that if a man lives with a dead woman, um, then he's not chayiv karis. The you might think that after death she's still considered an erva. No, that it's not chayiv karis. For such an action, uh, it's definitely not allowed, and it's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, today's stuff is a—it's uh, a unique one. Okay, right in the Gemara. What is? What do we do with the word Sheikh Vazera by Asota? The Sota Lamali. Kedetanya Sheikh Vazera Prat Ladavaracha. The Brisa says Sheikh Vazera by Asota excludes another act. What does it mean? My Davaracha. What is it referring to? Prat Lashikino Lashleik Adarka. So Rav Sheisha says, again, Sota is where a man warns his wife not to seclude with a man. What if a man says, I don't want you to seclude with a man 
and I don't want you specifically to live with him in an unnatural way, where the aver is not going into the place of the body that could lead to children. What if, what if he says that? I don't want you to, I don't want you to live uh, in Darka. So Rav Shesha says, you're not a sota. And that's what Sheikh Lazara teaches you, that if you warn your wife not to do that act, I mean, if you just warn her not to seclude, she'll become a sota. But if you say, I warn you not to seclude and not to do that act, then it doesn't make her a sota. That's Sheikh Lazara. The Gemara says it doesn't make sense. I'm really Mishka said, Why? If a man lives with a married woman, you get the death penalty. So why if you warn her, it makes not a sota. It doesn't make any sense. Why? It's the same, it's the same Isser act. Like, well, who cares? It doesn't make any sense. So he says, You're right. Rava says the word Shikhvazar teaches you that you're only a sota if you warn her not to seclude with a man. Because it could lead to relations. But let's say you say, instead of saying, I don't want you to seclude with her, you say, I don't want you to have contact with him. Uh, any intimate contact. Um, meaning, so you say, I, I don't want you to seclude in order to have intimate contact, hugging, kissing, whatever these things are, whatever, it's, uh, it's not important. Um, uh, you, you warn her, it's the halach is, it's not a sota. Okay. The problem is, the Gemara says, Of course it's not a sota. You just warned her not to have physical contact. Physical contact is not relations. So why would I think it's a sota? That doesn't make sense. It can't be. I don't need a pasuk for that. So the Gemara says, um, So the Gemara says like this, Um, Rather, the case is where you warned your wife not to do nishika. Nishika is... Uh, so, okay, so there's the maisabiyah, which is taking the aver of the man, putting it into the makam of the woman. Nishika is just the touching of the top. Touching, mamish, not even any insertion, just touching. So that's called nishika. So if you warn your wife not to do nishika which is any form of contact between the male organ and the female organ, that would be, um, you warned her not to do that. And the halach is, that does not make a sota. Okay? Now, yeah. Now, see, he, he said like this. Now, here's the thing. So right now we're saying that if you warned your wife not to seclude with a man in order to have nishika, which is just genital contact, that does not make a sota. Now, let me ask you a question. What's usher with the married woman? Hara, right? Hara, that's what we said yesterday. Hara is chayv kars. What's hara? So there's basically three madregas, and this is what we're going to be dealing with to the end of the daf. There's the full insertion of the aver into the body. That that That's for sure usher, there's not a shayla. Hara, the question is like this. There's putting the tip of the aver in, and then there's contact. Nashika, which is contact. What is hara exactly? Right, hara is aser by ish. If you hold hara is inserting the top of the aver in, that's what's aser. But nashika is not aser. Then it makes sense why if you warn your wife not to do nashika, it would not make her a sota. But if you hold that hara and nashika are the same, which is that what's aser by a married woman is nashika, you can't take any form of genital contact, that's what's aser in the Torah, and that's chayv kares, then if that's what's usr, if hara and nishika basically are the same, meaning nishika is also usr, so then why, if you warn your wife not to do nishika, would it not, not make a sota? Right? right? You warn your wife, right? the Pasuk says that there's something about a sota that's that's mutter, that's not a problem. So we, we went through different options. Now we're saying, 
what it's referring to is Nashika. If you warn your wife not to do Nashika, that's not going to make a soda. But why? If you hold that Nashika is Chayv Kares with a married woman, then why wouldn't it make a soda? So the Gemara says, This makes sense if you hold Haro, which is Chayv Kares, is inserting the top of the Aver into the body. But Nashika... <coughs> Is not chayiv kares, so then it makes sense why nashika would not make a sota. But according to opinions that hold that hara and nashika are the same, they chayiv kares for nashika. Then my will remember that why would I not make a sota? Chayiv kares, of course, I should make a sota. So the Gemara says you're right. Forget about. It. Go back to the original pshat. Rather, the cases that you warned your wife to seclude, not to seclude with a man, and not to have bodily contact with him. So we said, why do you need a pasuk for? Of course, you're not going to make a sota. They didn't live together. You, the Gemara says the reason the, the Chiddush is you might think that the whole purpose of a sota is the husband is disgusted by what you're doing. So you might think that if he says don't seclude with a man in order to have bodily contact, and you do, that's enough to make a sota. The whole point of the sota is the husband is is. It's ruining the marriage. You might think that that's enough to ruin the marriage. Kamash no. It has to be that they actually live together. So, I think the whole point of Sota is based on the objection of the husband, and he's definitely objecting to bodily contact. Kamash no. Because they don't live together, it is not considered a Sota. Now, before we said, what's usher by Kares is Hara. So the question is, is Hara inserting the Aver? And Nashika is not Aser Menatora, or is Hara and Nashika the same? So it's a machlokas. The Gemara says, Avr Shmuel, Hara zu Nashika. Hara, which is the beginning of living together, which is Chayv Kares, is Nashika. Nashika is Aser. What's Nashika? The muscles to a man who places his finger on his mouth. It's impossible when you put, you're shushing someone, right? It's impossible when you put your finger to your mouth that your finger doesn't sort of press inside the lips a little bit so too it is with that part of the body if you do nashika it's impossible for the aver not to enter a tiny bit and therefore nashika is also minatayra so when it says hara is aser it means nashika so the gemara says like this kiyasa robins that's shmuel's opinion um the Gemara says is a Rav Yochanan is quoted by Rabbi Rachan as agreeing. Kiyasa Rabbi Rachan and Rav Yochanan Gemar Bia b'Shivcha Charufa Zuachnasas Atara. He says he agrees. How so? Because we know that Shivcha Charufa is the only erva that you have to do more of an act. Everything else is Hara. Shivcha Charufa is is more than that. So if you hold Hara is the beginning of the Aver, that would mean Shivcha Charufa is the entire Aver. If you hold Hara is Nashika, then Shivcha Charufa is the beginning of the Aver. The top of the aver. So Rav Yochanan said, is quoted as saying that putting in the top of the aver is enough to be over alav by shifcha harufa, which implies that every other erva you need less than that, which is nashika. So you see that Rav Yochanan agrees with Shmuel that nashika is uh, enough to be over an iser. Vayter in the Gemara, Maser Rav Sheishes, the Pasuk says regarding a slave woman that it has to be seed. So, it's only a problem if you actually have um, uh, the type of erva, the type of uh, living together where seed is omitted. So the Gemara, again, we have a shaila of what's aser by Shivcha Harufa. If you hold, you know, if you hold Neshika's aser, by every other erva. So by Shiv Harufa, all you have to do is the Atara, the top of the erva. If you hold that Nashika is not Asr by every uh, every erva, it's the top of the erva, then by Shiv Harufa, it's the entire erva. So the Gemara says, 
the, the Brisa says that by a Shikharufi, you only chayiv if there's actually like a seed ejaculation. So the question is, my love, Merika Gid, is that not, not referring to the entire Aver? So the Gemara says, Loi, Merika Tar, no, the top of the Aver. So it's, it's not a Rai either way. Now we quoted before that Rav Archana quotes Rav Yechanan is saying that Hara is Nashika. Kiyasar Rav Dimi, Rav Yechanan, Hara Zuachnas Zahatara. Rav Dimi quotes Rav Yechanan differently. He says, no, Hara is the insertion of the top of the Aver, not Nashika. So you have Rabbi Rab Dimi and Rabbi Rachana quoting Rabbi Yochan differently. So Amr Lei, Rabbi Rachana Lei Amr Hachi. So he told Rabbi Dimi, you know Rabbi Rachana is quoting Rabbi Yochan differently, differently as you. So he says Amr Lei, you shakra and I shakra. He says, okay, so either I'm lying or he's lying. Meaning, okay, you know, we're not seeing eye to eye in what Rabbi Yochan said. Kiasa Ravin Amr Rabbi Yochan Ravin quoted Rabbi Yochan as saying Hara zuachnas satara, that Hara is the beginning of the atara. So other Rabbi Rachana vade polig. Here's the Shiloh. The Shiloh is like this. When Rav Yochanan is quoting as saying that Hara is the beginning of the, the top of the Ever, is he arguing with Shmuel? Shmuel says Hara is the Nishika, right? which is the physical, just the, the kissing, the contact. Ra- Ravin is saying in name of Rav Yochanan that Hara is, is, is the top of the Ever. The question is, are they, is Ravin disagreeing with Shmuel? All Ravin is saying is that Hara, which is Chayv Kares, is the top of the Ever. Shmuel is saying what's Chayv Kares is Nashika. Maybe Ravin agrees that Nashika is Chayv Kares. He's just saying, uh, you know, less of a Chiddush, right? Meaning you can't, if you put in the top of the Ever, you definitely had Nashika already. So Shmuel says Nashika is Chayv Kares. Ravin says what's Chayv Kares is if you put the top of the Ever. The question is, is he disagreeing? Is he saying, no, you're only Chayv Kares if you put the top of the Ever in, but not Nashika? Or is he saying, no, the top of the Ever is Chayv Kares? Nishika is also Chayv Karis. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, he's saying that, he has, he's saying that Yechayv Karis for Nishika, and he's saying Yechayv Karis for Hara, the top of the Aver. Is he disagreeing? Or he's just saying, listen, Yechayv Karis for the top of the Aver. You're already Chayv Karis because you had Nishika. The question is, is he disagreeing? So the Gemara says, Loi, the Nishika He's not disagreeing. They all agree that from Nashika until the top of the Aver is, is Chayv Karis. So when he says Nashika is Chayv Karis, it's true. When he says the top of the Aver is Chayv Karis, it's also true. Because you can't do the top of the Aver without Nashika. We'll end with this. Kiyasar Shmuel Bar Yehudam Rav Yochanan Satara. Rav Yochanan is finally quoted the third quotation, fourth quotation of Yochanan that Hara is the top of the Aver. Gemar Bia, Gemar Bia Mamish. Completion of the Erva is the full Aver. And Nashika is Potter, Upalagai the Shmuel, not like Shmuel. I will stop here. Pick it up tomorrow.